0: Good morning. Happy Christmas. Uh, I was reading an article during the week about the secret to Christmas happiness. It said the secret to Christmas happiness is low expectations. The article said the reason we get disappointed is because our expectations are too high, we expect too much. So, today, for example, if you have high expectations about getting the perfect present, in all likelihood, you'll be disappointed. But if you have zero expectations, if you expect nothing, you won't be disappointed. In fact, you'll be happy with whatever you get. If you have high expectations for Christmas lunch, you'll be disappointed if the turkey gets overcooked. But if you have low expectations, then you'll be happy with whatever gets served up for lunch, even if it's those little fruit mince pie things. (laughs) The secret to Christmas happiness is having low expectations. I wonder if that meant Mary and Joseph were disappointed way back at the very first Christmas. Because I don't know if you noticed, but there were some massive expectations around about the birth of Jesus. In the bit of the Bible that we just read, an angel appeared to Joseph and told him to expect some huge things from his son. And they're all tied up in the two significant names he's called by the angel. Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Jesus, which means Uh, he the lord saves put those two things together and what we'll see this morning is that jesus is god who has come into the world so as to rescue us and as enormous as those expectations are what we're also going to see this morning is that jesus does not disappoint he totally lives up to those expectations so let me remind you again of the names the angel gave to mary and joseph's baby firstly emmanuel they will this is what we just read They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, I don't have a child born on Christmas Day, but I reckon if I did, I'd be tempted to choose a significant name, something meaningful, something that captures the spirit of the season, something like, I don't know, tinsel, or holly, maybe, or even summer. We did once have a cat who had kittens on Christmas Eve, and we kept one of the kittens. He was a sandy colour, and so we called him Sandy Claws. True story. Here, though, the angel says to Joseph that his son will be called Emmanuel, which is an incredibly significant name, because Emmanuel means God with us. You might remember this is exactly what we thought about last Christmas. This baby, Mary and Joseph's son, he will literally be God with us, which is easy to say, but it's a mind-boggling idea to try and get your head around. Think about it. God, the creator, the sustainer, the ruler over absolutely everything. This room, this building, you, me, everyone on this planet, it's all under his rule. Without his ongoing permission, nothing exists. This is God who the Bible describes as being engulfed in splendor. His glory fills the universe. Mountains tremble and the whole world quakes before him. The world's superpowers register as nothing more than a speck of dust on God's scales. This is God who simply has to have the thought just cross his mind and this entire world would disappear in an instant. God, the maker, the sustainer, the ruler of every single thing, that God with us. Does that even make sense? God physically being with us? Can, can you even start to get your head around that? The God who made all those stars without even breaking a sweat. Being born as a baby? He had arms and legs. He cried as he took his first breath. His umbilical cord was cut so as to separate him from his mother. His parents had to teach him how to drink. It would be laughable if it wasn't true. God with us. This is history. This is real And because it's real, it is astonishing. It is absolutely mind-boggling. The God of all the universe has turned up as a baby. If you had have been there at the right place at the right time, you could have literally held God in your arms. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, I reckon all of that really begs the question, why on earth would God even want to come and be with us? Well, the next name Joseph was to give his son tells us exactly why God would want to come and be with us. The angel said to Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God came to be with us to help us, to save us. Now, why do we need help? Why do we need to be saved? Well, it's because as puny and pathetic as we are, we think we can tell the God of the universe to rack off. And that puts us in serious, serious danger. And we all need to be saved. In 1990, the Voyager 1 spacecraft was about to leave our solar system. And as it did, the scientists at NASA, they turned the cameras towards the Earth for one last photo from about 3.7 billion miles away. Hopefully. Oh, I don't know if it's there. Oh, yeah, there it is. This is the picture. I don't know if you can see it. But that tiny dot there... That's here, that's home, that's us. On that dot is everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you've ever heard of. In fact, every human being who's ever lived, lived out their lives on what looks like a speck of dust suspended in a sunbeam. And here we are like tiny little pipsqueaks shaking our fist at the God of all the universe. He gives us life and breath and everything and all we ever do is ignore him. And tell him to rack off or just call on him when we need something or when we're in trouble. It's an awful way to treat anyone, especially God. And because of the way we treat him, because of our sins, we deserve his wrath and his judgment. And yet still he comes in person to be with us. And as if that's not enough, he's not even here to punish us for shaking our pathetic little fists at him. He's here to help us. That's actually the wonderful message of Christmas. That's the wonderful, extraordinary news the angel gave to Joseph. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus simply means the Lord saves. What the angel said to Joseph, it is extraordinary. He will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. These are massive expectations, right? It doesn't get any bigger than this. But I guess the question really is, did Jesus live up to it? Because let's be honest, you can have all the wishful thinking in the world, can't you, when you're naming your child. In the end, though, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, just because you call your son Donald doesn't mean he's going to have a test match batting average of 99.94. Or just because you call your daughter Kathy doesn't mean she's going to win an Olympic Games gold medal for the 400 metres. Or if I was to call my son Superman, that doesn't automatically mean he'll be able to leap buildings with a single bound, or fly, or have x ray vision. The angel told Joseph to call his son Emmanuel and Jesus. They had massive expectations for their son. But does that just mean they're going to be massively disappointed? Because after all, the secret to Christmas happiness is low expectations, right? Well, here's the thing. Jesus totally lived up to these expectations. He fulfilled everything the angel predicted. When the baby Jesus grew up and became a man, he totally showed us that God is with us in the way that he operated, in the way that power and wisdom and authority just oozed out of him, in the way that crowds would flock to him because they could see that he was extraordinary. To show how important he was, Jesus would calm storms and heal sicknesses. And he would walk on water and he changed water into wine and he would raise dead people back to life to show that God was indeed with us. And then he allowed himself to be betrayed by some of his closest friends and captured by his fiercest enemies. He allowed himself to be beaten and mocked and humiliated and murdered on a cross. Jesus, who is God with us, he willingly died in our place. He died instead of us so as to take away our sins, so as to save us from sin. Instead of us facing the punishment that we deserve for the way we treat God, Jesus willingly takes our place and is punished on our behalf so as to restore things between us and God, so as to give you and me the opportunity of a life with God that we simply do not deserve. That's why the angel told Joseph to call him Jesus, remember? Because he would save his people from their sins. Now, look, I realise these are big claims, right? They will call him Emmanuel, God with us. you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. These are big claims about Jesus. The Bible says he delivered on them all in full. But, hey, what do you reckon? Who do you think Jesus is? Maybe you're here this morning and you reckon Jesus never existed. Maybe you reckon Jesus did exist, but he was a fake, a fraud. He never really lived up to any of these things the angels said. Maybe you reckon Jesus was just a good man or a wise teacher or, hey, even a prophet. Maybe you've been going along to church for ages and you've been hearing all this stuff about Jesus, but you've never really taken him all that seriously yourself. Maybe today is the one time of the year that you come to church And you're really only here because it's the family thing to do. Let me say we're glad to have you here because Christmas is a great time to think afresh about who Jesus is. Because if what the angel said is true, you really want to get this right. So if for whatever reason you haven't given much thought to Jesus in the past, today is a great day to think again. And let me suggest a couple of ways you could investigate more about Jesus. Out in the foyer there's a table and on the table there's a bunch of these DVDs. It's called The Case for Christ. It's based on a true story about a guy, an atheist actually, who set out to investigate the evidence so as to disprove Christianity. He was convinced by the evidence that Jesus is worth trusting. If you reckon that's something you'd actually watch, if you want to investigate some more of the evidence for yourself, then we'd love for you to take one of those this morning. That's our Christmas gift to you. Otherwise, if you wanted to find out more about who Jesus is, you could come along to any of our meetings during January. All through January, we're going to be thinking about some unexpected things Jesus said from, a bit of the, uh, from Mark's Gospel. Coming along to one of those meetings, that would be a great way to find out more about who Jesus is. But look, in all honesty, this is something you really want to get right. I don't know what today is going to look like for you, But my guess is that somewhere along the line you'll be disappointed by something. Jesus never disappoints. He is God with us. And He came to be with us so as to rescue us. And He did it because He loves us. It's extraordinary and it is truly wonderful. Let me pray. Now, Father in heaven, thank you so much for Jesus. Thanks for the great news of Christmas, that in Jesus you came to be with us in the flesh. That is astonishing. It's mind-boggling. And it changes everything because you came to be with us so as to save us, so as to rescue us, to help us. Father, thank you that because of Jesus' death in our place on the cross and because of his resurrection, that we can be saved from our sins. We can be friends with you. And so please help us to put our trust in Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen.